Hey there, all you Quahog aficionados. I'm Ryan Lewis. And I'm Noah Bolo. And welcome back to another hilarious, heartfelt, and slightly off-the-wall season of Family Guy talk. That's right, folks. We're diving headfirst into the gut-busting world of Family Guy once again. So buckle up, because we're about to embark on a roller coaster ride of pop culture references, outrageous humor, and maybe even a thoughtful insight or two. So whether you're a Quahog veteran or a giddy newbie, get ready to laugh, ponder, and reminisce as we kick off Season 2 of Family Guy Talk. In one of the machines, let the hood with a scream. Started the wild, down to a dream. Spent a minute to smile. He's a family guy, me. He's freaking sweet. Could never be beat. Smith is named Pete. He's way too green. What could that mean? What could that mean? Family guy talk. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the very beginning of season two of Family Guy Talk. I'm Ryan Lewis. And I'm Noah Bolo. I'm so happy to be back, finally back, talking about this incredible show. What a long break it's been since we've last talked. I can't believe talked. it's already been a year. It's already been a year at this point. That's crazy. But it really has felt like no time has passed at all. Virtually maybe a matter of weeks. But in reality, it's been much longer than that. It's just because we're all getting older and time is going by so much faster. Why do you think that is? Why do you think that the older we get, the faster time feels? Because the older you get, the faster you are. See, that's why you don't see anybody that's 120 years old is because they're as fast as a flash. They're flat, yeah. You can't keep, yeah. You can't keep up. You can't keep up with them. They're too fast. That makes sense. I haven't seen my yeah. grandma in probably 15 years. How old is she now? Oh, she's got to be like 95. Yeah. She's probably like pretty fast. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know about flash fast yet. Probably not. Oh. Yeah, but she's, definitely faster than me. Getting, yeah, for sure, definitely, <laughs> definitely. Brian, how are you doing, man? How are you holding up? It's new. I'm holding. Okay. Oh, good. I'm holding up pretty well. Life just keeps moving so fast I can't keep up. It's the same way for me. Why do you think that is? I couldn't tell you. All right, fair. Guys, we're back, dude. It's season two of Family Guy talk. We're yeah, we finally here. That. I just wanted to re-emphasize it because I feel like oh, it's a, okay. yeah. feel like it's a pretty big deal. Since okay. it's season two, we gotta say everything twice. That is true, and since it is season two, we do gotta say everything. So in this episode of Family Guy, we have a crazy episode. There's riches, P Peter. Peter. There's Lois, and Money. there there might even be a bit of sex on TV too, which is crazy. Yeah. Yeah, no, I definitely... It's too much of that in violence in movies. I know, dude. Luckily, there's not a whole lot of violence here, but there actually is a whole scene that we'll get into later that is pretty violent. Starting the season off with pretty big episode. You can already tell just from the beginning of this episode. The, the budgets are higher. The production oh, yeah. value is higher. They're really putting every dollar to good use in this episode. Which is great. Obviously, just a matter of one year ago, we were thinking that, oh, there's no way that the show's going to get renewed. There's this huge no. strike going on. And then yeah. when they did decide to renew it and more than double the the episode count, I was like, okay, it's going to it's gonna go down the crapper. They're just going to be overworked, underpaid, and mm -hmm. the quality of the product's going to reflect that. They've been bringing their all. Yeah. 
literally the opposite has happened. It, it looks better. It, it sounds better. It tastes better. Tastes better. <laughs> yeah, they've improved on just about every front. And, and back. And back. What's interesting about this episode, which we'll get into more, but it almost mirrors the pilot in a sense. The concept of this episode is that Lois's rich aunt passes away and leaves a house in the Griffin's name, in Lois's name specifically. So we have this mirror to the pilot where if you remember Peter- I don't. Okay. I don't. Peter just falls upon a large sum of money. And so it's almost like we're re-exploring how the Griffins act when they get a large substantial amount of wealth. Really comments on the current state of classism in the United States yeah, between yeah. the lower middle and upper class. Yeah. And I how mean, that affects it. It's really interesting to see how the Griffins were acting as a part of the working class, but as they take the shift into the bourgeoisie, into the capitalist class, how that changes their brains fundamentally. And we'll get into that more. So the episode is called Peter Peter Caviar Eater, which I was a little disappointed that we never really saw him eat caviar in the episode. Yeah. But but it does kind of foreshadow the wealth that the family is going to suddenly come into because wealthy people, they love their fish eggs. Yeah. One thing that's crazy to note is just how expensive caviar actually is. That kind of makes up for the fact that they didn't show him eating caviar, but just the fact that they included that into the title, how much meaning that truly has because Right now, caviar is about $90 an ounce. $90 yeah. an ounce. That's why I can only afford the Kirkland brand caviar. I have to buy it in bulk, get a discount on it. It's been sitting out for a bit too, because it's like a warehouse, but how else am I? I have a very refined palate. You caviar have the, yeah. and caviar and Baja Blast. <laughs> That's a, yeah, you mix your caviar into your Baja Blast like it's boba tea, right? Yeah, it's like Boba Fett. <laughs> oh my god. Um, Enough about him. Let's get into the episode. <laughs> so this episode starts out with Stewie. He's trying to eat some dogs, some hot dogs. And he's just demanding that Lois chops up the dogs for him, you know? and that... like, like the food hot dogs. Not, right. Not like, a, not like a dog. Not like that's hot. Not like Brian. Not like Brian. Not that I'm saying that. No, I'm not saying Brian's hot. No. Sounds like you were. But yeah, no. We'll move on. We'll move on. We'll just okay. Talk about it later. Okay. Basically, Peter. No, Megan and Christopher. Both the kids. They come oh, in. Megan, Chris. Yeah. They come in and they're complaining that they have to share a room while Lois's aunt is in town. And then Lois is like, yo, keep it on the low, because she actually didn't tell Peter that her aunt's visiting for a while, which is crazy. Why keep secrets? What does yeah. she have to hide? Yeah. It's pretty interesting to see Peter's reaction to it. I don't see why everyone's so upset about the her aunt coming to visit. It's not like she's going to take up a whole lot of space. Like, why, why would, would she, she need her own room? She's an aunt. Yeah. All she needs is a pile of dirt on the kitchen floor, and she's good. That's a little disrespectful. Yeah, I'm sorry. I took that too far. Yeah. So Peter actually overhears that the ant is coming and he bursts into the room and he's like, what is going on? And Lois tells him. And clearly there's some bad blood between Peter 
and the Anne. And we actually get this flashback. We get to see how Peter and Lois actually meet for the first time. Their flashbacks are really, I, I think are gonna be incorporated a lot more into this season to explore the depth more of these people. But yeah, we see that, that Lois, ever since she was a kid, just fully entrenched into high society. Her father and her mother were just both extremely wealthy. Her whole entire family, really. And they're always spending all their free time at the fancy schmancy country clubs and whatnot, always partying it up. And so Lois is at the country club pool one day with her aunt, and she goes to get another towel from the towel boy at the country club. And it turns out the towel boy is none other than Peter Griffin, but young Peter Griffin. So young Peter and young Lois meet for the first time. And you can just tell instantly that there is just, they made a connection there. It, it was just love at first sight. There was something there. They, they were destined to be together forever. Mm -hmm. It just clicked. Yeah, really kind of cool to see what love at first sight type spark looks like. And I think yeah, I've never they... had that. No, I know. No, I know you haven't. I have, like all the time. But it's mostly, it's mostly like the other person loving at first sight with me. It's just like I have so many ones to choose, so it's I never do. Yeah. Can't <laughs> keep those cougars away. Can't. Yeah. It's all people like 50 and above for me. Speaking of, where's your mom at? She's like in town right now. She said she was going to go walking. Oh, nice. It's a nice day outside, yeah. Good for her, good for her. So we actually cut back and we're seeing, we're back to present day. And it's the day that the aunt is coming to visit and everybody's gathered around to greet the aunt. She's about to walk in. Peter opens the door and something happens. Yeah, she's just like standing there. And then suddenly she's not standing there. By which I mean, she just falls headfirst into the floor, just totally face plants, dies on impact. Like she was there for two seconds and just dead. If she knew she was going to collapse like that, that's like really inconveniencing the rest of the family there. Okay, this might be kind of out there, but literally okay. in the scene, two scenes before this, before the flashback, we learn that Peter hates this ant. Now this might be a stretch, but do you think there's any chance that Peter might have had something to do with this ant's untimely death? I don't want to like point fingers or anything, but I think it's definitely a possibility. It's never really explored how she died in the episode, but this could be a little thread that's going to be waiting to be picked up in future episodes. Yeah, at the beginning of the episode, we heard how much Peter hates ants. It came out at the same time as A Bug's Life, and people really liked it at the time. What do you mean by that? But it just has, a, just has what do you an mean actual ants with Woody Allen. He said he didn't like ants, which, I mean, I agree with them. It's definitely aged poorly. I had an all-star cast and very timely humor at the time, and I guess it used to be funny, but now it's just, ugh. I'd much rather watch A Bug's Life. Plus, A Bug's Life doesn't have Woody Allen in it. <laughs> it does have Kevin Spacey is in A Bug's Life, though, so no matter what, you're going to get someone bad. But Kevin's, Kevin Spacey's not in A Bug's Life as much as Woody Allen's in Ants. I think it's a bit better. What do these anyway. old-ass movies have to do with this brand-new episode of television? Peter said he didn't like Ants. Okay. Los is like, oh, the Ants coming over, and Peter's like, I hate Ants. But you're saying he hates Woody Allen. Yeah, on top of, I'm assuming... He never specifically said Woody Allen's name, but he just hates ants. And then he also hates Lois's aunt. Oh, okay. I thought it was like an all-encompassing thing here. Okay, okay, okay. So anyway, Quahog's in the middle of a heat wave. Um, <laughs> no way! This is a new season! 
But did they have AC though? Yeah, they had AC, so it was fine. <laughs> we suddenly are transported to Lois's aunt's funeral. Tell me about the last funeral you went to. I think it was Woody Allen's funeral, actually. <laughs> he's not I dead bet. or anything, but his career sure was. Ayo. No, he's awful though, he's awful. Doesn't he still have a pretty good career? Isn't he fine? Maybe, I don't know. I don't watch any of his movies. Oh, oh. go and get educated. Educate yourself and then come back. Uh, he made ants. I think that's enough. I want to know about Woody Allen. <laughs> Fair, okay. But yeah, so we're at the funeral. Everyone's pretty sad, pretty upset for some reason. Yeah, it didn't really look that fancy yeah. or anything. It was definitely fancy because she was like rich. Yeah, she had sure. Nice, but I just didn't, there wasn't really any pizzazz. Yeah, there's a difference between fancy and elegant. And I think that's what it was missing. Yeah, that's not what I'd want for my funeral. Yeah, I guess we should air this out right now. You have some requests for for me at your funeral on, oh, on the chance I've, that you die first. I have a few things. Let's air it out so I don't get yelled at by your parents next week when this happens. <laughs> when I die. And I have to do all these requests. Okay, this is just a small list I have going. If I die before Noah, I have down here, Noah's gonna dress up as the Joker, preferably Heath Ledger Joker, and he's gonna deliver my eulogy, but in the Joker voice, and also Jokerize the speech. But he has to like fully commit though. I think Joaquin Phoenix Joker would be funny too, but preferably Heath Ledger Joker, because that's like the Joker. Some other things I want, I have a list of band members I want to perform at my funeral for the music. For the piano, I want Mac Tonight. But if Mac Tonight's not available, then I want Grimace to do an instrument. I'd like a I'd like a skeleton there. And he plays his ribs like a xylophone. <laughs> well that's what you're gonna do, right? You're gonna you're gonna be the skeleton. Yeah, my skeleton's gonna leap out of my body and I'm gonna play my ribs like a xylophone. And then someone to play a French horn, but the French horn makes French noises. <laughs> yeah, that's basically it. Someone blows out a French horn and goes, <laughs> but they make it sound good, like a song. That did sound good, like a song. That's all I have right now. I'm trying to think of other things though. So if anyone has any suggestions about what I should have for my funeral. Did I have any stipulations for you at my funeral? I don't think so. It's probably gonna be something stupid though. Mine's all <laughs> serious. Wait, I, won't, I won't even, I won't even try. No, 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 no. If you die before me, what, what do you want at your funeral? First off, I need like everybody there. I need like at least a hundred thousand people there. Why are we even doing it? It's a lot of people. You're gonna have to pay for all those people. That's no problem. I'll be rich before I die. Yeah, but you're gonna be dead though. And real dollars don't translate into ghost dollars. That's your theory? I'm sure that no, people in the app that's still- what happens. That's what happens. Where's your evidence? Where's your peer reviewed research paper? I thought I ghost economics was pretty calm. Did you not take the class in high school? They tell you to prepare mm. for this kind of thing. Yeah, no, I guess I so That's why it's important class. to start building your 401k and retirement plan now because sometimes they translate into ghost money anyway so you just want a lot of people at your funeral that's it that's the only thing i need just you naked in front of a bunch of people i'm gonna tell everyone to show up naked but then you're gonna be fully clothed and we're gonna laugh at you okay that's kind of fucked up wait you want Oopsies. me to you want me to tell everybody at your funeral to dress up as the joker and then you're the only one not jokered up yeah everybody that'd actually be pretty funny that would be pretty I sick. I would laugh. And I would laugh. A Joker themed. You can dress me up as like Batman or something. <laughs> then I'll just like 
grab your call i'll like beat you up no what were you what were you just gonna say grab your collar collar no. <laughs> no 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 it sounded like you were saying something else you yeah. definitely said co and then yeah. paused and then switched into something else i listen you're gonna be dead so wait you think okay. you're gonna we're, stop me? we're moving on yeah we should this Solos's great great aunt is dead Super and while we're there with the Griffins at the funeral, it is made known that Lois's aunt had left Lois some stuff in, in her will. So Peter's like super excited because the aunt is like pretty loaded with the dough. She got the do -si dough. So Lois and Peter meet with this guy to find out what, what they get from her aunt. And uh, it turns out that she left Lois her summer house, which is actually like this huge mansion worth like millions and millions and millions of dollars. Like this humongous, exquisite, beautiful piece of architecture that they can now call home. It's not worth hundreds of millions though. Just gotta make it's, it's that clear. Not. Yeah, it's not. Peter decides to move the whole family into this summer home and he actually sells their own house so they can fully move into this place that's so crazy and lois is pretty pretty upset at that why would peter do this without telling her that's a huge decision to make also selling all the stuff inside their home because they didn't get a moving truck to move everything all their stuff is still at their other house yeah. i guess if they need more stuff they can just sell stuff from this house they got all the space now they got all the room that is true that is true but yeah, so they're in this big house and first off, they are greeted by this group of butlers and other servants and whatnot. And God, I just, I have to give props to the team behind Family Guy because they do this musical number, which lasts for what, four and a half minutes or something? Yeah, it's probably the longest musical number I've ever seen in my life. It's yeah, the choreography, the singing, everyone involved just gave their hundred and ten percent. Oh yeah, honestly, I don't, I don't, I'm gonna be very surprised if we ever see Family Guy top this. Yeah, I, we should just stop watching the show. It was really high production value. It really felt like I was just sitting back watching a musical like on Broadway, like a Broadway musical on Broadway. Yeah, and. Man, they kill it. It's all about how these servants will basically do everything for them. They are there to serve this family. And it's just, it's incredible. But at the end of the song, there's actually pretty stark revelation. That's it. That's all they are there to do is the song. And the great aunt only gave them enough money to pay them up until the song is over. But Peter can't have that, can he? No, he can't. He decides, he decides he's going to pay all of the servants and staff to stay there he's gonna pay for it out of pocket with his money that they do not have it doesn't so, make any sense lois is just about to have a stroke when she finds that out she's already starting to worry that the upper class life is going to change her family and as we can already tell with peter it's starting to things were already in motion so yeah then we just see how the griffins kind of integrate themselves to the top one percent Rhode Island. Which is pretty crazy. What happens next? Oh, so they have an indoor bar there, dude. Yeah, they do have an indoor. They have like indoor everything there. When Brian indoor sees that beds, indoor... <laughs> indoor bathrooms. Yeah, they even have an indoor walls, couch. Mm -hmm. a ceiling. 
I think they only had a couple of those, so not as impressive. Yeah, yeah, that was a pretty open-air environment. But yeah, Brian just loves that bar, though. He's mm. he's drunk like half this episode. I think this guy has a drinking problem. No. Brian? Yeah, I, I think he has a drinking problem because I've met quite a few dogs in my day, and only about a quarter of them have as big of a drinking problem as Brian <laughs> does. Look, Brian just likes to get down. He just gets down like that. Yeah. He could literally quit any time, but he's just partying. He, he is partying. partying. No longer does he have to hump a leg to get a drink around you. <laughs> Talk about character development. Really? Though, really? I'm, always, I'm always going to miss that part of him. Mm -hmm. but Remember like, how I would say that that one time? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I, mean, I do. Who's like, like, okay. <laughs> he did say that. He did say that, though. He uh. did say that. Yeah. But whenever Brian's not getting totally blasted throughout the episode, he's actually helping <laughs> Peter get better integrated within the country clubs and rich people gatherings. Because Peter's kind of just embarrassing himself and his family whenever they go out to fancy restaurants to try and impress people. So Brian actually forces Peter to watch Frasier for hours on end. And suddenly Peter becomes the fanciest guy the side of the world. Yeah. Is Frasier even fancy? Is Frasier fancy? Compared to what else was on network TV in the 90s, yeah, Frasier was fancy. So on a scale from, say, Friends yeah. to Peaky Blinders, where does Frasier fall? Probably closer to Friends because the cast of Friends is actually very rich, both in the world of the series and also in real life outside of the series. That's true. How did they afford those big ass apartments in the middle of New York City? Yeah, and they were making a million dollars an episode, at least. God, that's crazy. Could you imagine? Yeah. And then the Peaky Blinders are like dirt poor and living like a hundred years ago. So they automatically lose. But I mean, they sound fancy. I guess. They must have been doing all right for themselves. That one guy made the atomic bomb. It's so true. Can't believe they had a Brit make that. Yep. I can't even trust them to make a good breakfast. Why do you trust them with the fate of the world? You mean I have to eat beans in the morning and toast? Whoa. I swear. Couldn't be me. Yeah. I live in America. Yep. I eat nothing but McDonald's and Jimmy Dean breakfast sausages. Amen. All right. So yeah, Lois's aunt died. They built the atomic bomb. Built the atomic bomb. So yeah, Peter's now fully, is fully integrated into high society. He's got the fancy suit. Mm -hmm. He's got the coattails. He's got the cane. He's got the monocle. He's got the mustache. He's got the top hat. It's the crazy. One thing that you didn't actually mention is that in order to help this change within Peter, Brian actually, while watching Frasier, he puts him through shock therapy. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. So in a part. way, it's this adverse type treatment for Peter that literally rewires his brain so that anytime he thinks about anything else other than fancy Frasier, he gets shocked. Which funny enough, he's like even fancier than they were in Frasier now. He's Only like, marginally. Only marginally, I'd say. He makes Frasier look like family guy now. Yeah. Now that Peter has gone on this transformation, it's almost illustrating this point that there's a physical change in brain chemistry when people amass a certain amount of wealth or he's more thinking about all the shit that doesn't even matter. And it's really interesting to see this illustrated in such a obvious way because when people 
in the real world amass massive wealth. It's a little bit more subtle than that, but there is still that brain chemistry change that I think that Peter illustrates really well through this. And it's scary. That's our Peter. Kind of made me think of Parasite. It's been so long since I've seen that. You should, it's really good. See, when Peter watches Parasite, he's gotten so fancy, he watches the black and white cut Whoa. with commentary. Oh. And it's the Criterion version. Come on. On 4K. You don't even watch it on a TV, he has a projector. Yeah, Peter through all this has just become a pretentious film bro. Now he's a piece of shit and irredeemable. Well, no, a film bro wouldn't be rich. That's like a contradictory You think so? Well, then what do you- there. What do you call like a Quentin Tarantino type? I would say that Quentin Tarantino- But he's like a filmmaker. He's like actually a filmmaker though. Like he made it. Like he hit the big okay. time. When I, still I think, when I hear yeah. the term film bro, I think of like- Yourself? Yeah. I'm so awful. No, I think of the wannabe film people who think they're hot stuff. They think they mm -hmm. are all talking the talk, but haven't really walked the walk. So we're like that in a way. Just not that awful. Everyone else sucks, but we're good. That is true. Yeah. So Peter's brain yeah. is rotten at this point. And they, they go to an auction where they're auctioning off these high value, high dollar, really low value item for way more than you would even guess. And essentially they bring out this vase, this yellow piece of shit, and they begin the auction on it. And basically the guy, couple guys down from Peter starts bidding on this, starting at 40 grand, then up to 50 and whatnot. And Peter in his money hungry brain rot feels the need to compete with this guy. They keep going back and forth each going up 10 grand a pop up until the other guy hits 100k and then we think i i thought that was the end i thought peter looked like okay dang he hit 100k that was a lot, was a lot that's of money. a lot of money that's a lot of money and then peter gets this look in his eye and i'm thinking oh my gosh he's gonna do something crazy pop it to a million dollars but what happens instead right what happens peter is like yeah i'll, I'll take it for a hundred million $100 million. $100 million. That's like a lot of money. It's like more than I have on me right now. Really? Yeah. This guy's poor. Yep. I can't even fathom what would be going through his brain. Not that he's he's, he's just thinking about the fame and the fortune. It's true. He doesn't care about all the money he's spending. But here's the thing. He thinks he can just spend all this money because he lives in a fancy house now. But he don't got the funds to back up his lifestyle. Nope. He's living out of his means, literally. It's just so hard for somebody like me to relate to because I come from this middle-class household and I'm a part of the working class. Obviously, you come from generational wealth. You are, live in a mansion. You are kind of part of the 1%. And I don't really respect you. Yeah, my great-great-grandfather invented the horse. <laughs> and we've just been profiteering off that for like centuries. Yeah, he was a piece of shit. Can't believe he didn't yeah. do that. Yeah. But basically, like, Peter's kind of screwed now because everybody's telling him, dude, we don't, Brian and Lois are telling him, we don't got 100,000. You mean 100, 100 million? I do mean 100 million. See, it's so hard to grasp and wrap my head around. And basically, the guy comes to collect the money and Peter's like, how about you just take the house? Look at how historical it is. Look at the, he puts a hole in the wall and says that's where the stock market crashed. Like, how disconnected from reality can you be? I thought that's, I believe them. I did believe him. Everybody knows that the hole where the stock market crashed was in New York. Yeah. On Stock Market Street. 
Yeah. If Peter was just so poor, he should have just bought some GameStop stock then. Worked for those yeah. other people. Yeah. You should join a hedge fund. He doesn't have to buy hedges. He just has to buy some stock. <laughs> That's funny. Okay, so basically the guy who came to collect the money was saying this house is not worth this much. It is not a historical home. You still owe this money, pal, and we're going to get it. We are going to get it. Peter is freaking out at this point. He's like, um, what do I do? And just by sheer luck, him and Lois are talking and he backs into a button that opens a secret door. And guess what's in this secret door, Guess. If I had to guess, I'd say probably a box of photographs that contains several prominent American figures, such as Abraham Lincoln, Robert E. Lee, and Ulysses S. Grant doing sex stuff. That's close. But really what it was a box of photos of famous American history people doing sex stuff. Yeah. So it turns out that the home was actually a brothel when it was first built. Who'd have guessed? Yeah. And it became a hot spot for all the bigwigs to come and get their freak on in a way. So it turns out that this place actually has historical value and is a national landmark, the pride of America. Because of this, he's able to sell the manor and then also use the photographs to sell the tabloids to get the money to buy their old house back. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Super crazy. It really lucked out there in the end. Literally crazy luck. Which kind of goes to show that's the majority of what all this wealth inequality is based on. It's based on a lot of luck and a lot of exploitation. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't <laughs> That's... Keep going. Because the 1% only got to where they are because of the crazy slim chances that they had to get there, as well as the taking advantage of the massive lower class and amassing all this wealth, stealing the labor from millions upon millions of people. Or in this case, stealing the virginities of millions of US presidents. Yep. And etc. Yeah, in the end, Peter realizes that he doesn't have to be rich, nor should he care about what Lois's family thinks about him since they made their money off of prostitution. Yeah, so sick, so, so cool. Yeah, he gets the last laugh at the end, and... I don't remember him laughing. Yeah, it was implied. An implied laughter? Yeah. So that was the end of the episode. End of episode one of season two. So what do we, what do we think? I thought it was a nice, simple way to start the season. Not too heavy of an episode. Just kind of contains all the fun, wacky shenanigans we expect each week to week from Family Guy. Uh -huh. It was fun seeing the Griffins kind of out of their element, faced with, with new challenges and stuff. And I like to think this season, everyone will start growing and changing even more. Peter will learn how to be an even, even better person. I couldn't have said it better myself. Why don't you try it though? Okay. I think that this was a great way to see the Griffins in a really new environment with a very new set of challenges. You already botched it already. Okay, I'm sorry. You, no, you, no, that was a good try though. That was a good try though. Just, ah, it's fine. It's I'm the worst. Yeah. So, yeah, we're back, everybody. This is season two of family got talk man i can't believe we got a full 20 more episodes ahead of us 20 more episodes guys you can expect more laughs more gags more family guys talks here's a hot scoop for you too straight from the family guy talk people Dude, we're gonna be doing something we're gonna be trying something a little bit different this season did you know that did you know that we're, I, we're gonna be what we're gonna be, we're gonna be we're gonna be doing something pretty different let me tell you what we're gonna do 
Tell me. There's gonna, there's gonna be times up ahead where we're gonna be... Get this. Just hold your horses there, Slick. Let me say this. We're gonna be having some future episodes where we have some very special guests on. Huh? To co-host with us. Huh? Wait, are, you mean like Gary Janetti? Who? Like Jeff Myers? I don't know who these people are. No. We're gonna be having some Family Guy fans on who might even be even bigger fans of Family Guy than, than we are. And we're gonna have them on and they're gonna dissect the episode with us. Here's what this is all about, guys. Yeah. This is a platform to build a community of like-minded Family Guy lovers who love and respect this show beyond belief more than their own family. Follow us at Family Guy Talk on Instagram and Facebook and some other places. We don't really do Twitter anymore. Not really Twitter. You can follow my Instagram and threads because I'd be posting on there. But uh, follow us on TikTok. Ryan's going to mm -hmm. be posting some fire TikToks this week. I, I am. Every hour on the hour, you should expect something. Every Friday. Every Friday, he's going to have a new hilarious video ready to go. You already got some ideas, right? Probably something with Frankenstein. <laughs> oh, gosh. But yeah, guys, that does it for this episode of Family Guy Talk. Leave a like. Review us, please. We had that bad review last season from somebody who just didn't really get it. And it's bringing our rating down. I don't think they'll be much of a problem anymore. Yeah, we took care of them. We just told them that if you don't like it, then don't listen to it. And they stopped. Yeah. They don't listen to us anymore. And remember, remember to do it. Oh, right, that's, right. That's why, men, don't forget. Yeah, that. Well, yeah, you can laugh if you Oh, oh, we're obviously sponsored by Parker's Peaches. Uh, sorry. Yeah, we, we got the merch. We got the merch. Yeah, we, we got the... Oh, we're obviously, we're doing video now. If you would rather look at our faces while we talk, check out our YouTube page, which should be up and running by the time that you see this. Yeah? Yeah. Great. Sign us off, Ryan. Do your famous catchphrase. I'm Ryan Lewis. And I'm Noah Bolo. This is Family Guy Talk. This was Family Guy Talk. Next, next week will also be Family Guy Talk. Probably. Probably. See ya! Talk. Thank God, thank God, thank God, talk.